Hey everyone, this is Pastor Steve from Faith Community Church, and you are listening to Faith That Works, podcast ministry of Faith Community Church, Indianapolis, Indiana. We're so excited that you've taken time to listen to these words today. Our desire is that this would push you to a closer, deeper, more meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening. studying 1st John this week and the Holy Spirit stopped me it's interesting how God does that and I want to focus for the next few weeks on the gift that God has given us through his son Jesus and so you know I'm, I'm you know when you think about the Christmas story it's here every year so I'm not interested I'm, I mean I am interested but I'm not going to be going over shepherds and wise men and manger scenes and all that we're not going to do that but I, I have the thought, it's what the Holy Spirit shared with me this week, just in deep prayer, is that if we could understand who Jesus is and what he's really done for us and what's available to us in Jesus, it's a game changer. And I'm not talking about just going through the motions in church and being religious and again talking about, we all know the Christmas story, but we, do we know when Jesus came what he's giving us? So I could take you to Isaiah I'd like to go starting in verse 2. And I I heard a story this week, and this is kind of what, you know, as I was studying this week, I heard this story about um, a a mom who had had a baby and and all her girlfriends wanted to meet the baby. And so they planned a time for her to bring all her girlfriends over to meet this brand-new baby. And so what had happened was she said, i got to get the house ready. So she went to her parents and said, hey, can you watch the newborn overnight while I clean my house because my girlfriends are coming over tomorrow? And, of course, the grandparents were like, yes, we're glad to watch the baby. So the grandparents are watching the baby overnight, and she gets the house ready. Her girlfriends show up the next day. She says, uh, uh, clean the house. They have some snacks. They have some refreshments. And the girlfriends say, okay, enough's enough. Let's see that baby. And so she goes into the baby's bedroom, and the baby's not in the crib, not there, because she had forgotten to get the baby from her grandparents, from the grandparents. She had gotten the house ready, gotten the snacks ready, gotten the drinks ready, got the house clean, everything set, but she forgot to get the baby. And I think sometimes at Christmas, we plan the parties, we wrap the gifts, we do all these things and we forget the baby we forget about the baby you've got your Christmas list I don't know you you know you got a list for this crowd and a list for this crowd you got to get here and we happened to go to five below yesterday and it was like yikes getting a little nutty out there traffic's up people are stressed trying to stretch that dollar but let's not forget the baby amen And so in Isaiah chapter 9, he pauses in the middle of all this conversation about Assyria and and Israel's a mess and all this. And so Isaiah sees a prophecy. This is what's going to happen. Again, this is written somewhere between five and 700 years before Jesus is born. Five to 700 years before Jesus is born, God shows Isaiah what's coming. So Isaiah 9, chapter 9, verse 
2. If you're there, say, I'm there. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the trampled warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government, and of peace there will be no end on the throne of David and on his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this now most of you are familiar with this passage you've seen it at Christmas time talking about specifically chapter 9 verse 6 for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I'm going to take a week and look at each one of those, and today I want to look at Wonderful Counselor. <coughs> and so I thought, you know, as I studied this this week, you know, it's interesting because this passage of Scripture, we a lot of times will say that's, that's about the coming Messiah. And it is, but it's about the first coming and the second coming. It's not just the first coming, but it's the second coming. Because on the first coming, he came and lived to die. It's the second coming that he'll put the government upon his shoulder. And he will set things right. There's coming a time where Jesus will reign over planet Earth again. He's going to reign. Revelation chapter 20 speaks of it several times where... Jesus will reign supreme. And that's what he's going to do. But here in the first coming, I want to think about just for a minute, let's look at that phrase. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. We talked about this in our Bible class this morning. Talked about the idea, and I want you to understand something. This is important at Christmas time to know. Is that Jesus is fully God and fully man. Fully God fully man now I don't know about you but that kind of gets me my mind swimming like fully because he he's God God became flesh right think about it like this God became one of us so we could become one of his God became one of us so that we could become one of his without Jesus coming there's no way we could get to God it took Jesus and so fully man and fully God. The word for that, big church word, we sing it sometimes this season, deity. Right? The deity of Christ. The deity of Christ means God is fully God and fully man. For unto us a child is born. 
He came as a baby, but a son is what? What's it say? Son is given. Jesus was a gift, right? Not trying to be cliche here because it's true that Jesus is the gift of God. Amen. Amen. Jesus is the gift of God given to all who would receive him. Jesus died. He was born to die so that we could receive him. Now let's talk about what it means to be counselor. What does it mean for Jesus came to be our counselor? Now we think of counselor in the terms of therapist. Jesus came to be my therapist. But when the Bible speaks of counselor, this is more of someone who counsels and gives wisdom and gives advice and people listen to it and they take it and they go do with it. A king would have many counselors. A king would have counselors who would guide and give advice and point them in the right direction. And Jesus came to be our wonderful what? Counselor. He came to be our wonderful counselor. And so I thought of a few things about a counselor. You know, we, we can relate to an earthly counselor. And so let's relate it to Jesus being our wonderful counselor. The first thing I thought was, he knows our need. You can get that, that's fine. He knows our need. Aren't you thankful Jesus knows our need? Look at your neighbor real quick and say, he knows what you need. Come on, he knows what you need. You know, you know how he knows what you need? Because he sees you. Hey, I want to encourage you today. God sees you. He knows. You think, boy, I'm glad no one knows about this. God knows. Jesus knows. And he has come to counsel you. And so he would be the best counselor because he knows. The things you're keeping secret, God knows. Jesus knows. In fact, he knows your past and still loves you. He knows your present and still loves you. He sees your future and still loves you. He is a wonderful counselor. But many times we go to other sources to figure out what we need. Right? Many times we go to the wrong places to see what we need. And what we've got to do is go to the wonderful counselor, Jesus. Now, it might not be popular or trendy, and you may not get the result you're looking for immediate. You might not get the satisfaction. But can I tell you, sometimes the only thing for us to do is to fall on our face and say, God, help me. That might be old thinking, but it works. And it might not be right when you want it or how you want it. And it might not be glamorous. But sometimes life gets so difficult and your struggles and this season and life feels overwhelming. And so what do I do? Go to your wonderful counselor. Fall on your face before and say, help me. Help me, counselor. Help me. Guide me. Strengthen me. Give me what I need. Give me direction. Because you see it. Right? And there are things going on in your life right now. You can't see it all, but he does. He sees what? He sees it all. He sees it all. And you're trying to figure out what to do and what direction to go and how to live according to seeing not even the whole picture. Your best bet for you to do would be to fall on your face and say, wonderful counselor, guide me. Show me. He knows our need. And can I just be honest with you? And he's the only one that can help you. He's the only one that can help you. He can help you. Can we all agree to that today? Jesus came 
to help us. Aren't you thankful for that? He came to help us, right? He's fully man. He's fully God. The, the book tells us in Hebrews, right, that we have a high priest who can sympathize with our weakness. We know that he sees us, and we knows that when you feel weak, he can understand that. You feel betrayed, he's been there. You're lonely, he gets it. You feel isolated, he understands. I got nowhere to lay my head. Yep. Foxes, right? You understand how this works, right? Jesus understands what you're going through. We have a Jesus who came to earth so that we could say, God, this is how I'm feeling. And Jesus is like, I remember. I know how that feels. And let me help you. I can relate to you. How many of you in the room right now went through something traumatic and now you can help people who went through that same tragedy because of what you've been through? And before the tragedy, you couldn't relate, but now you've experienced that tragedy. And now when someone says, I've had cancer, oh my gosh, oh Lord, I know what that's like. I've been through that. I understand that. Right? Some of you in the room, when you hear somebody say something like you go, oh man, that sounds terrible. I and you have to say something like this. I can't relate, but I'm praying for you. But there's sometimes somebody will say, hey, I'm, I'm going through a divorce right now. Oh, that's terrible. I understand that pain. I understand that. I get that. That's painful. That's terrible. Some of you understand, right? I, I didn't experience death in a very powerful way until I lost my parents some of you know may not know I lost both my parents 51 days apart from death to death one died suddenly and then my mother immediately got sick right after my father died 51 days, 51 days later so I understand quickly I got a phone call Steve your dad's gone didn't get to say so I understand so when people say hey I lost my I lost someone suddenly I get that I can relate to that pain hey we have a Jesus who can relate to you when you get to prayer and you're like, no one understands me. Oh, come on, church. Jesus does. Jesus knows. Jesus knows your pain. Jesus knows what you're facing. Aren't you thankful that Jesus came to help us? He came to help us. He came to help us. He's the only one. Uh, John chapter 6. I love this right here. But, but here's the thing, right? We say this out loud. Jesus, you're the only one that can help me. But we many times don't live like that. It's just talk, right? If I say, hey, if Trevor looks at me, Trevor, you can't sit up front, I'm going to pick on you. So Trevor sits up front. I'm picking on you. No, you're not picking on you. Trevor says, I'm here for you. Pastor Jay, I'm here for you. And then I say, hey, man, I need something. Trevor's like, no, I ain't got time for that. Wait a minute. You said you were here for me. Yeah, I'll be here for you when it's convenient for me, Right? I'll be here for you when it's convenient. Hey, I'll, I'll, hey, I got your back. As long as it's like Thursday between the hours of 2 and 4. Right? We have people that come and apply for a job at our, at our store. And they'll be like, man, I really want to work. I need a job. Bam. Oh, that's great. Now, what I can work is like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday from like 11 to 3. And I'm going to need like $19 an hour. But I really want to work for you. Mm, goodbye. Nope. You understand? So we have to have a revelation that Jesus is the only way. You understand? I, mm, ah, this will work. You're like, do you make these up? Yep, I do. Right on the fly. So, if I'm thirsty, right, 
I need water. But if there's 25 other drinks around, I might not go to the water even though the water's what I need. You following? And so what happens is when I understand that water is the only thing that will satisfy me. So what I do is I disregard all other beverages and I turn to the water. In my desperation, I know, right? It's 90 degrees outside, which that's not coming anytime soon. It's 90 degrees outside, sweating, working in the yard. Oh, nothing sounds better than a hot cup of hot chocolate. Everybody's like, ugh. Now, some of you still probably would drink coffee in situations like that, which I don't understand at all. Sweat rolling off you, yeah, give me some joe. You know, I don't understand that. But something about water satisfies. You understand? So when you understand that you've drank of living water, and the only thing that satisfies the cravings of your heart is the living water, water anybody hear me this morning is anybody listening living water and nothing else so here's what happens so when I worship I worship the living water because I was thirsty and he gave me a drink and he's worthy of my praise he's worthy of my gratitude if there's nothing else to drink nothing else to drink right and you're thirsty and you're about to die of thirst and somebody hands you water. You're like, oh, thank God for the water. Hey, can I tell you, you must live every day grateful for living water. Live every day. So when we worship, what are we worshiping? Okay, it's church time. Let's sing a special song. This is wonderful. I just love special songs. They did a Christmas song at church today. Just warmed my heart. That's just wonderful. We make worship about us. Can I tell you, when you worship, you acknowledge the water. You're acknowledging, I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. You are the well that never runs dry. Oh, I thank you, God. Can anybody hear that? that, that that's why we sing. Right? We, we think sometimes we come to church and it's just like a Jesus play. It's a performance. And at this point, we sing. At this point, we take up money. At this point, he talks for a while. Ugh. And there's other stuff that goes on. And then we just go on home and we've done our check the box. No, 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 no. When you come to church from the beginning to the end, we corporately gather together for what purpose? To acknowledge the water. To acknowledge, thank you, Jesus, for the water. Because I was thirsty. Now, here's the thing. If some of you are getting satisfied on Diet Mountain Dew, see, you can't worship. You don't get it. And you think you're getting your thirst quenched by the Diet Mountain Dew. I just picked a random soda. Don't overthink it. Right? And you think, oh, yes. Diet, no, see, you, don't, you just don't get it. And a lot of people, now this analogy is working out pretty good for me this morning. A lot of people come to church acknowledging Diet Mountain Dew, but it never gets there because you don't drink the living water. Some of you think you're going to go to heaven one day because you've been drinking Diet Mountain Dew your whole life. You're going to get to heaven one day. And God's going to say, you never drank water. And only water gets you to heaven. Anybody following this this morning? Because you can drink Diet Mountain Dew. You can go to church. You can do all these great things. But until you have the Son of God, the babe, the child given, the Son given for us,
us a child is born a son is given until we have him right we're lost we're undone we need Jesus and there must be a revelation look at this revelation in John chapter 6 I think we might have it on the screen after this many of his disciples Jesus is talking he gave a hard teaching his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him and Jesus looks at his 12 and says do you want to go away as well and Simon Peter answered Lord to whom shall we go you have the words of eternal life and we have believed and we have come to know you are the Holy One of God so you, you're gonna have to have a revelation See, some of you think you can have a little Jesus and a whole lot of other stuff it's Jesus it's Jesus and it's only only Jesus satisfies only Jesus satisfies and Peter had the revelation and when people other go hey why don't you try something else besides church kidding me try something else besides Jesus what no not an option Jesus is the only one who satisfies so he knows our need he's the only one that can help us and let me just say this he's not forcing himself on you he's a wonderful counselor but you have to ask him you have to ask him right he has the answers he has what you need but he's not going to come in your house and start hammering you and say, here's what we're going to do. Right? The doctor doesn't come inside your house and put pills in your mouth. Can you imagine being a doctor and you prescribe a medication and you set up an appointment for three weeks later and you say, how's your condition? It's the same doctor. Well, how's the medication that I gave you? Haven't taken it. What? Yeah, I just just too hard pills are big swallowing is not fun I just like to swallow chocolate cake not pills you understand how this works doctor I don't really want pills and so the doctor's like you, really okay well let me write you a different prescription why don't you go home and work on that and let's talk two weeks later hey how are you feeling about same well how did that prescription work didn't take it you know at that point as a doctor I might get out get out how can I help you right how many people God's told us how to live God's told us what to do he's counseled us on how to be but we disregard his words and then we wonder why our life's gone sideways and we're off the rails and we're going off into a crazy point hey are you doing what God asked you to do well you know you know the first question to ask when you find yourself lost you know you're a Christian you're a believer but you just feel like disconnected from God my first question is are you in the word we can't even talk how can I talk to you if you're not in the word how much how's your prayer life well you know I just don't really pray that much anymore you know that's what it could be once you start by praying once you start by right is that okay if I just give you some real simple advice here if you're feeling disconnected from God read your Bible yeah well, it just didn't make sense what's that's a lie just read it because here's how we read our Bible when it doesn't make sense blah 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 Habakkuk Obadiah Ugh. Right? there is good stuff in here can I get an amen for the Bible there's good stuff in here and you need to read it first piece of advice when struggling read your Bible read your Bible increase your prayers 
Read your Bible. Increase your prayers. Come to church. And you'll be amazed how stuff starts falling off of you, right? You'll be amazed. It'll happen. It'll happen, right? I, I'm just being honest. I have a policy now that I don't counsel people who don't go to church. Well, that sounds awfully narrow-minded. Well, because there's a lot of help here, right? Hey, I, I know you're fixing dinner every night at 5 o'clock, but I'd rather have my own special meal at 9 p.m. Can you do that for me? Why would I do that, right? If your kids say they sit down at the table and you fix spaghetti, right, and you know they like spaghetti, and, they're, and they go, no, I'd rather have a steak at 9 p.m. If you could do that for me. Are you serious right now? right come to the dinner table right come to the table come to the table this is where God wants us can I get an amen hey there's a lot of help for you he's our wonderful counselor hey here's good news he's always available he's always available you've called people you're like man I can't believe they're not answering their phone right I've texted them I've called them I've emailed them I sent smoke signals I sent a carrier pigeon and they're not answering anything from me hey got good news the wonderful counselor is always Somebody say always. He's always available. You don't have to book an appointment. He's always there, always ready. So he knows our need. He can help us. He's always available. Listen to this in Philippians chapter 4, right? Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A lot of you this morning, you know what you need? You need peace. You need peace. And can I tell you, peace is available from the wonderful counselor. He'll give it. He'll give it. But in everything, it tells us what to do. Be anxious about, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Just take that burden. Hey, some of you are carrying an extra weight this Christmas for whatever reason. Can I tell you what to do? Lay it at the feet of the wonderful counselor. Let Jesus have it. Let your requests be known. Don't be anxious. Don't overthink it. Let your requests be made known to God with what? With thanksgiving. Well, how am I supposed to pray with thanksgiving? Because he's got it. Has he got it? Or not? Well, I don't know. It just depends on what he does. Come on. You going to trust him or not? Is he God or not? Right? We walk in by faith and not by... Come on. Does anybody get any help this morning? He's always available. And here's the good news. And guess what? And he pays for the sessions. He paid the price. You come for what? For free. Now, I, I preached a message a long time ago. I still like it called there's no free lunch you know people say oh I got free lunch somebody paid for that somebody paid for free lunch hey can I tell you I have instant access to God that's a beautiful thing it's free it's free to me but it was costly to my Savior it was costly to Jesus Jesus paid the price he opened the door he is the gate he is the way he is the way, the truth, the life. He is that. Why? Because he paid for it. And now he opens up the door and he welcomes me in and he paid for that for me. He loves me that much. Look at Isaiah 55. Do you have that on the screen? Because I want people to see this verse. I think, I don't know. I have to pay attention. I love this. Listen to this. Come on, let this encourage you today. Come everyone who thirsts. Come to the waters. And he who has no money, 
Come by and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money, without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which is not satisfied? Listen, diligent to me. Eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear. Come to, say it with me, me. Come to what? Me. Hear that your soul may live. He has purchased it for you. He has made a way for you. He has bought everything you would need. He paid the price. He knows your need today. He's the only one that can help us. You've got to have a revelation for that. He's always available. He paid the price. And then you know what I thought? What kind of counselor is he? He's wonderful. He's wonderful. Is he wonderful? Is he wonderful? He's wonderful. Are you delighting in his wonder? Are you just getting sideways with, well, I got to get this done, get this done, get this done, get this done. Hey, stop. Pause. Oh, God, you are wonderful. Has he been wonderful to you? I don't know about you. He's been wonderful to me. Right? He knows my need. He sees me. He helps me. He cares for me. He counsels me. He gives me, right? But can I just say this real quick? He's not a wonderful counselor if you don't do what he says. I mean, let's just be honest, right? We go to God, God, here's what, here's what my need is. And Jesus is like, okay, so here's what you're going to do. No, I need something else. Yeah, I'm going to need you to do something else. I'm not interested in that wisdom. I'm not interested in what the Word says. I'm not interested in what you're telling me to do. God, I want you to bless. I'm going this way. God, I want you to bless it. Have you ever noticed we put God's name on stuff that's really us? Can I get an amen or an old me? Right? Yeah. Hey, God, I'm, I'm, God I'm, I'm doing this. Join me. God's like, you know, we don't play like that. We're not doing that. God, you have to show me what to do. God, and some of you here today are saying, God, I, I'm waiting on God to show me what to do. Then wait. Wait. Those that wait on the Lord shall have their strength, what? Renewed. You want to see God move in your life? Just wait on Him. Instead of saying, God, you know what? You just too didn't know. No. What if Mary and Martha go inside the tomb of Lazarus, just drag him out? Because Jesus was late. I mean, I'm just making stuff up. But do you understand how we do this sometimes? We manipulate or we use or we don't like the way God does it. And we play God of our own lives, don't we? And we're not interested in how God's doing it. We want it done our way. That is not living submissive to the wonderful counselor. He is the wonderful counselor. So when he says left, what do I do? Left. And I stay left until he says pause or right or back up or go right we would all enjoy our christian faith a lot more if we would just relax rest enjoy his wonder just get lost in him get lost in worship hey can i tell you this christmas season turn on the christmas songs who cares don't even listen to buy humbug don't listen to that Turn on your worship music. Get in your word. Get lost in the majesty, the wonder. Are you kidding me? Jesus came for me? God, do you not know? I'm a terrible person. 
Why do we tell people? Why do we keep telling God things like that? Why, do our, why are our prayers filled with, oh God, I'm just so terrible, terrible. You think God doesn't know that? You think God's unaware of how wretched we are? He knows. What does he do, right? He just gives. He just gives. He just gives. So why not God just thank you? Oh God, just thank you. Yikes, you did. Woo. Jesus wrapped himself in flesh. He left, right? I mean, um, I'm not really an animal person, but would I become a dog to save my dog? Probably not. Jesus became a dog. Think about that. He stepped off the throne of heaven and said, I'll become a human? Really? That's, that's pretty low. That's from the throne of God to a dirty manger. That's quite a step, everyone. That's pretty humbling to think, why? He loves me. You ever get lost in that? He loves me. He loves me. God really loves me. He cares for me deeply. He knows my need. He sees me. And what does he want me to do? Just consult him. He is the wonderful counselor. Let's get lost in the wonder. I'll share this last little thing and I'll be done. So a lady was in a hurry and she uh, went out and bought 50 Christmas cards that all matched. She was in a big hurry. She just put them in the mail and sent them out. She said, I'll, I'll send 49 out because that's what she needed. She sent 49 cards out. I'll stick one back because eventually I'll read what it says. I don't even know what it says. She just sent them out. 49 cards got sent out. So about three weeks later, after Christmas, she said, you know what? I never did read what I sent those people. She opened the card, and it said, this little card is simply to say there's a small little gift on the way. Forty-nine people didn't get the gift they were promised. She promised all these people a gift. None of them got gifts. Can I tell you something? Jesus has not forgotten us. We get his gift every single day. We have the gift of his presence. We have the gift of his counsel. We have the gift of who we get to carry the gift of Christ with us every single day. Hey, don't go, don't, don't grow numb to that. You hearing that? We've heard it so much. We've been around it so much. Some of you have been Christians for a long time. Don't grow numb to the wonder of of the wonderful counselor who came from heaven to earth to set me free. Amen? Let's be in awe. And so for you today, the question is, what do you need from the wonderful counselor? What, what do you need from him? Because he's available. You've been trying to figure it out? Brother Dean, you come and play if you don't mind. You've been trying to figure life out? You're trying to answer life's questions? You've got this situation, this circumstance? I really wish God would do this, God would do this, God would do this. I don't have this, I don't have this, I need that. And so you've been running to all these places and you've not been running to God. Jesus came to be our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful counselor. He sees you. He knows you. You've been trying to figure this out yourself. Just stop. Can I just tell you, just stop. Stop come to Jesus. Can you do that? You got to come to Jesus.
today you ought to come to Jesus. Well, I'm a Christian. I'm not talking about that. I know that. Right? You came to Jesus on the day of salvation, then you run off and try to figure life out yourself. It's not working, and it won't work. How often do you have to come to Jesus? Every day. Every single day. I don't know about you. Every hour of every day, I find myself saying, Jesus, you've got to help me. Jesus, you've got to help me. God, I to help me through this. Jesus, I need you to help me through. God, Jesus, would you counsel me? Would you give me direction? Would you guide me? God, I don't, I don't even know which direction to go in. I've got 25 options here, God. And Jesus like, hey, just calm down. Listen to me. I'll be your counselor. I'll calm you. And he's wonderful. Amen. Would you bow your head and close your eyes? God's been good to us. Amen? He's been good to us. But for some of you today, you walked in the room confused, disillusioned, uh, confused, just lost, doubting, fearful. Life is overwhelming you. What you need to do this morning is to lean in. Hear me now. Hear me. Lean in to the wonderful counselor. Lean in. Hey, so I'm not going to embarrass you, point you out. I'm not going to do anything like that. But if you're just simply here this morning, I want to pray for you. And you say, Pastor, I need the wonderful counselor today. Just raise your hand. Come on. Anybody? I need the wonderful counselor today. Thank you. Hands up. Come on. Anybody else? I need the wonderful counselor today. So God, we come to you in times of trouble, times of confusion, in times where we need help, God. Be our counselor. Jesus, you came. A child was born. The Son of God given. And his name, his name, your nature, who you are is wonderful counselor. So God, may we not grow numb to that. May we not get so lost in day-to-day -day activities that we forget to consult you. Holy Spirit, be our counselor. Be our guide. Now church, here's what we're going to do for just a minute. We're going to stand and I want you to keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If you need prayer today, there'll be a prayer counselor on the left, prayer band member on the left wall or on the right wall. The altar will be open as well. My wife and I will be in the back to your back left to that glass window. While you're moving today, here's what I want you to do. If you need prayer, please get that prayer. Some of you just need to come to the altar and just lean in and say, God, guide me. Nobody's going to bother you at the altar. Just lean in. It doesn't mean you're getting saved. I'm just saying some of you need to confess, God, help me. And you need to do it on your face before a holy God. But while that's going on, you want to grab a communion cup that's stacked to your left table or to your right table. They're stacked together so you'll grab one. The, the giving plates are there as well for your tithes and for your offerings. That blessing bucket we're going to bless our teachers with and that passion trip to Atlanta, it's behind me. Give generously today. 
But will you stand to your feet? I'm going to pray. Then you do business with God right now. Get your heart right. God, help us today to be obedient to what you're calling us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. Faith Community Church is located at 6801 South East Street, Indianapolis, Indiana, 46227. We are on the south side of Indy on the corner of US 31 and Southport Road. For more information about our church, please go to www.fccindianapolis.com. We worship Sunday mornings, 10 a.m., Sunday nights at 6 p.m., and midweek services as well. We have activities and studies for all ages. We have something for your entire family. Come be a part of our family. We would love to see you sometime. Have a blessed day, and always remember that Jesus changes everything.